You're listening to the CX Innovators Podcast. As business leaders look for ways to improve productivity and profitability, they're increasingly turning to innovative automation and self-service technologies. But keeping up with the rapid pace of new innovations can be overwhelming. Now there's a website to help you do just that. From the publishers of Kiosk Marketplace, Vending Times, and Digital Signage Today, automation and self-service covers trends in artificial intelligence, robotics, kiosks, payments, and much more. Visit the site today and subscribe at www.automationandselfservice.com. I'm Daniel Brown, editor of Digital Signage Today and contributing editor to automationandselfservice.com. And I'm joined here today by Frank Asures, who is joining us from Epson. Frank, do you want to introduce yourself and your work? Well, first of all, thank you for pronouncing my last name perfectly. Um, great Spanish. Yes, I'm Frank Anzuris with Epson, part of the uh, SD division for Epson, which okay. is the small printing devices and the POS printers um, for our division. Excellent. Well, I love that you said that because I've been following uh, Epson. I, I went to Dallas uh, for the Digital Signage Expo. I've seen several really cool incarnations. I think this is the first year that I'm kind of covering in depth the, the more self-service oriented side of the Epson families. Um, before we dive into the details, I'm curious because I saw some really cool tech out there from yes. a lot of folks. What makes this year special for Epson? Well, there's a lot, right? I mean, we have... Uh, launches of new products coming out. But I think as you know, from what you've seen already from the digital signage side, um, you know, retailers, customers want a way to bring the audience back into stores or announce what they want. So we're working on a lot of cool technology to be able to do that and enhance um, our partners to be able to do that as well. And would it be fair to say I see so many converging technologies that seem to be well, I, I don't know how you'd even put it. Like after COVID, after the pandemic, there was so much recovery across industries, across verticals. And it seems like technology is rushing in to fill the gaps in so many ways from advertising to labor shortages to making kind of the self-service a little bit easier. Um, how do you think technology and Epson in particular are contributing to helping brick and mortars, retailers, even restaurants? Well, I think it depends on which division of ours, but I can definitely speak from our side of the point of sale printers. Um, you know, from, as you mentioned, from the pandemic, people were rushing. Some of the technology was here, but I think it was very still in its infancy, um, but it was quickly adapted um, during and post pandemic to be able to start really serving that. Kiosks have been around probably good 15 years, but you definitely saw the increase in the self-service side of uh, our business. That's awesome. And uh, I'm curious, just on a personal note, you deal with this every day. What are you most excited about? What's the one innovation that just really gets you excited? It, well, that's a hard one, right? I think, you know, from an innovation standpoint, I'm just excited about how fast people are adopting to the new technology. And it's, it's all age groups. Right. I think before, uh, you know, the pandemic, it was, you know, you had your very, your Gen X's, you know, Gen Y's adapting to that. But I think across the board more and more and companies are also looking at this in a broader spectrum of how do they address the technologies for each segment of the, you know, the, the population so that it makes it easy for them. What is the secret? Because I think proverbially, you know, there's supposedly this age gap where folks that uh, are in their golden years, um, the idea is that, oh, well, they don't want the technology. And it turns out, it seems the data seems to show, no, no, they do want the technology. How do we create technologies that are accessible for everybody? Well, I think it's 
segmenting out, right? I think when you look at trying to create a technology that's, you know, a blanket for everybody, it just, I mean, we've seen in the past, it just doesn't work. So I think the mm -hmm. companies that are focusing on that age group and how to address them and how to really allow them to interface with the technology, those are the ones that are, you know, I think more prepared to address that, that market space than someone that is just kind of expecting everybody, you know, doesn't matter what generation they're in, to adopt to their technology. So you want to serve everyone's needs, but you're not forcing the customer exactly. to do certain things. Yeah, because not everybody is going to interact the same way with technology. Um, some people will use, you know, a very limited portion of it. And so how do you segment, make it easy or quick type menus versus a more complex menu if, if that's what your, you know, your self-service requires? I love that. And uh going a little bit broadly, and this might be partly uh, selfishly, because I spend so much time around digital signage, I don't get to enjoy as many of the trends in this space. Uh, what do you predict in the coming year, next year, what are some of the big things coming down the pike, not just from Epson, but in the industry in general, and how can people uh, prepare to leverage that for, for ROI and profit? I think what the little that I'm seeing now or the growth of, that I'm seeing is really more partnerships between the technologies, right? Because there's, mm -hmm. you know, the hardware portion of it, the software, and then also, you know, how do those combine, whether it's a payment method. And ultimately, the goal is to make it simple for someone to come to a technology, have it intuitive enough for them and make it easy to use. Because if you go somewhere and the technology is difficult to use, you don't want to do that. You'll go back and wait back in line to, to talk to a person. But if the technology is there, it's easy to use. I think the adoption of, of um, that technology just makes it makes it more user friendly and the ROI will be there because then you have you know less people at less at the counter. If you could target one thing as, as a developer, as a consumer, as an expert, mm -hmm. one of the biggest mistakes that you see being made uh, throughout the day, what would it be? I think, you know, from the product management side is making the assumption that people will l learn how to use your product um, or forcing them to use your uh, to, to learn how your product uses. You have to, you know, I think from from my standpoint, from a PM standpoint, you have to really understand how does someone want to interface with it? You know, what do they want from it? And will it give them what they're expecting? Now, I keep hearing people saying it's quite the buzzword, and I see all the articles almost every day come out. Uh, all the sort of uh, holographic metaverse, uh, avatar, all these different things. Is, is that hype? I mean, the, I saw an article about you know, Mark Zuckerberg bet it all on his version of the, What do you think? Is that the future? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I think definitely maybe not that exact version that, that Mark wants to have will be there, but some fashion of that definitely will be there. I think we're already kind of diving deep into VR and other technologies, um, you know, and I think some portion and companies will continue to work at it and start, I guess, baking the right recipe for people to actually adopt to it. One of the things that you're pointing to that I love about all these different events that I've covered around the country in various verticals, there's a theme, I think, of use the latest and greatest technology where you can to help your customer without forcing them. Uh, but underneath that, there, there's some kind of holistic strategy for lasting success. And I'm curious, what are the principles for that, even at Epson? Through all the different, there have been fads for 30 years. What's the secret sauce to maintaining and growing your customer base? Keeping in touch with your customers, from my perspective, I think is is the most important. I think you can always bring technologies or new widgets to market, 
but your customers still need to be able to interface with you if there's a problem um, or they need some changes. So keeping that touch point, I think, is still important for from a customer relationship standpoint and also from partnerships, right? Because the technology shouldn't shouldn't be there to create the gap. It should be there to enhance that relationship. Enhance. I love that. Everything's a relationship. I heard at an event <laughs> and I wrote it down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that I mean, I think we've seen too much of a lot of companies bring great products to market, but if they don't, I guess, really interface with their customers and really get to know them to make those slight adjustments to, to make it successful, that's where, you know, you have certain products that come to market and they just, you know, they're not quite as successful as those companies would have liked it to be. Don't just talk, listen. It sounds like a relationship counseling. Oh, absolutely. Almost. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that's what it's about. I mean, it's great for a company to come out to market and bring something, but they also, you know, in my opinion, have to listen to their customer, understand them, or also learn from their customer. I mean, one thing is listening, but like you said, a counselor also takes other cues to see what, what really is working for them and what's not. How do you do that? Because, I mean, the old 90s way would be just send out email surveys, right? Like, what's the method that actually works? I think it's a mixture of things, right? There are certain customers and certain demographics that, you know, work well with, with surveys or emails. But I think the other, you know, from our standpoint, too, is those relationships going out to your customers, having those discussions, um, or even their clients. I think part of it, you know, we always look at one step, but going down and speaking with clients, the actual users of the technology, I mean, you get fantastic feedback. Um, sometimes it validates your what you expect to bring to market. And I guess the the hard part is when they don't, they're like, no one's going to use this, but that's great because then you're, you know, you're, you can reset, you know, learn from your mistakes and bring something better to market. I love that. I'm just now reading um, the, the shareholder letters from uh, Jeff Bezos, his legendary when he was every day at the helm at Amazon. And uh, I, I think I never realized that he read all the customer feedback emails he could get his hands on. And he talked about how ma even top level decision making would come from the customers love this. The customers hate this. <laughs> you know, let's listen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I wasn't aware of that. But yeah, I mean, that's I think from, you know, my area of the world on on product management. I mean, that's really where we get those those nuggets of information, um, the feedback, um, the good and the bad of it, too. And I think sometimes it's hard to hear the bad because, you know, it's it's your baby. You brought it to market. But, you know, hearing that your baby's ugly sometimes. OK, well, <laughs> right. It's it's time to reset and do it again. <laughs> this is not parenting advice. Right? No, no one. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you uh, one last burning question for me before I give you the bully pulpit. Um, I'm curious. We hear so much about sustainability uh, with the European companies I chat with. They're doing a lot of amazing things. American firms are doing amazing things. And there's a lot of people that are nervous. We just saw, I think, the COP28 summit uh, was launching. And I saw Emmanuel Macron. A lot of world leaders are talking about innovations. What is Epson doing to help with sustainability and what can consumers do to help with sustainability? Well, from our side, you know, we have corporate initiatives definitely focused on that. Um, you know, we're going to go carbon negative or we're going to uh, try to go to carbon negative by um, 2050, if I remember correctly. Wow. Yeah. So we're working on that. But I think from our side, or at least definitely from my division, is our partners, right, with with uh, point of sales devices. Um, it consumes paper, but there's a lot of innovation going out on, you know, outside of our industry to to reduce waste, more eco-friendly paper. 
because um, until we move away from using paper, it's still there and it has to be disposed. Um, and I think having our partners also look at kind of the full value of, you know, the, the technology value of not only the hardware, but all the consumables and items that go into it. I mean, we're, we are an ecosystem, right? And we're kind of dependent on our partners as well. And so working with those partners, making sure that their technology works properly with ours, is really one of the ways that we're working towards also helping you know areas outside of our industry. I'm hearing again, everything's a relationship, the ecosystem, almost the coopetition even. Oh, That's absolutely, amazing. right? I mean, it's again, everybody wants their winning product, but it, you know, we're we're in an area where we share those customers um, and working with you know not only our side from a hardware side, but working with either paper manufacturers or label manufacturers. Um, it it helps everybody. Now, with some of these new technologies, um, with reducing paper waste and so mm -hmm. forth, how much of this is, okay, we can email or text you a receipt? How much of it might be, I don't know, e-paper or some mm -hmm. new invention? Like, what's going on there? I think there's a lot of it going on. And that's one of the one the items, I think, that are still baking, right? I don't think right now there's necessarily a, a silver bullet for that because some people do want the e-receipts. Some people want it emailed or texted to your phone. Um, but I don't think that I've seen at least from our areas, a company that has quite successfully done it there uh, to, to that extent where people are really adapting to it and, and moving over to it. There's always going to be, at least for some while longer, some need for paper. Um, if you're a business user, you need it for your receipts, your expenses, or you know, if for tax reasons, um, there still is a large need for, for paper out there. Or writing terrible poetry. Oh, oh that's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. So I'm curious, this year you brought some goodies with you. What, mm -hmm. what are you, some of the new things that you're most excited to show folks here at the show? Well, again, for the self-service summit, we brought products that are kind of that are geared for the kiosk market. So we have um, printers that are designed to be embedded in the kiosk market. Um, some drop-in solutions for printers, but we also have brought uh, from the demand of the market is our label printers, because uh, we are seeing some from a self-service standpoint. People want to be able to check into the hospital and get their visitor name badge, or um, from a corporate level or enterprise level, uh, go into a corporate office, sign in, and have your visitor name badge. And so we're also excited to be able to show our L100 here. Um, at the show. Is that related to w when I was at the um, airport kiosk, which blows my mind the way airports have gone future oh. tech, right? Yeah. And um, I had some trouble with my boarding pass on my phone, so I ended up pushing the button for, I ah, just just go ahead and print my boarding pass. And it felt so good to have that in my hand because the Wi-Fi wasn't working right and I was freaking out that I would miss my flight. <laughs> and then, okay, I've got on the paper, it's me. Yeah, no, I think, and that's a great point. It's still that physical you know, that textile touch, it, it kind of is reassuring. So I think it's still not not going to go away. And it just kind of gives you that backup, I guess, too. I mean, it's great to go go digital. But as you mentioned, if Wi-Fi is down, if there's something, whatever's happening, um, being able to still print a hard copy and board your flight uh, is definitely uh, something that people don't want to get away from. So I could come have this amazing conversation, <laughs> which I hope we have further ones. Absolutely. I'm going to bookmark your info. Now I'm curious uh, if I could just hand it over to you for a second, if you could have one burning message to the industry, businesses, investors, consumers, what would it be for the coming year? Stay the course. I think, you know, what we've seen in this, definitely this last year mm. um, is a lot of businesses kind of slowed down. I think part of it was, you know, 
post pandemic and the rush to get equipment and not having it there. Finally, equipment's there, but the market's kind of being a little bit softer. But we, we are seeing what we are hearing. It's staying the course and, you know, the market's slowly coming back. And I think, you know, there's a lot of research going on by retailers. So I think, um, you know, it's it's hard when you don't necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, my, my advice is stay the course. So it sounds like long-term thinking and patience are important. And again, to tie to this theme, I'm hearing if you cultivate those relationships in the industry with your consumers, we can all get through things together. together. Oh, absolutely. Well said. That That is absolutely true. I love that. Well, uh, we've clearly become an inspirational podcast. I like it <laughs> Oh, I love it. So next time we're going to be saving your marriages, saving your... It's going to be... Just don't listen to the parenting advice. Yeah. We'll stay away from that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, Frank, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you. And um, this is a wonderful thing. I'm excited to come see your booth and see what you've got. Yeah, I'm, I'll be happy to give you a tour. Looking forward to it. As business leaders look for ways to improve productivity and profitability, they're increasingly turning to innovative automation and self-service technologies. But keeping up with the rapid pace of new innovations can be overwhelming. Now there's a website to help you do just that. From the publishers of Kiosk Marketplace, Vending Times, and Digital Signage Today, automation and self-service covers trends in artificial intelligence, robotics, kiosks, payments, and much more. Visit the site today and subscribe at www.automationandselfservice.com.